0: Hi, I'm Arlen Walker, and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland, and today I have got, uh, I think, kind of a ramble episode for you guys. Um, I think that's mostly what it's going to be. I have a set of call-ins from Jason Connerly, so I'm going to respond to those, and then I think I'm just going to ramble a little bit. I don't know. I, I feel pretty good. Right now, and um, was thinking I'd just get on and sort of talk about stuff and see what comes out. So, yeah, let's get into it.
1: Hey, Arlen, Jason here. Just want to say that um, interesting episode on the economics with Cypher system and the 2D20 system. I think it's important to, to, for the people who don't know that to look at what the rewards, what these resources do. So in Cypher you can deny intrusions I believe you can also Like do re-rolls But it, it is also your experience points So your characters can level up So the question is Do I hold off on leveling up Or do I accept this intrusion Because every intrusion you accept A. You can level up faster But B. You're not burning up the currency You need to level up I don't think 2D20 is really the same equivalent of that, But I'm not an expert on that system So I could be wrong um, but one thing I think they both do really good, go into Second Message. So as I poorly put earlier, what I think they both do really well is they help the GM to dole out those extra points, right? Dole out that economy. So Savage Worlds has bennies, but a lot of GMs forget to give out bennies or, you, you know, they don't do a good job managing the benny economy. And I think Cypher System and 2d20 help keep that economy going better because it's built into the game better you know because it's on both sides so I think that is a plus I think Cypher works really well and I think in a one-shot or a limited campaign like we did then yeah the economy is pretty much just do I deny this do I deny this intrusion or not but in a long campaign where you're trying to level up as well I think it becomes a little more complicated but great episode look forward to your next one take care
0: All right. Jason Connerly calling in. Big thanks to Jason for calling in. It's always great to hear from you, Jason. Um, Yeah, it is is an important point to talk about kind of what exactly these things do. I, for my purposes, um, from the kind of general theoretical point of view, uh, was more interested in the idea that an economic relationship exists, even if we don't know exactly what it is necessarily, and that therefore we can say that, well, there is definitely that kind of thought process, that kind of um, calculation going on, even if we don't know exactly what. Um, What the calculation is but you're right Jason that um, to get more in depth, we probably need to say here's exactly what GM intrusions versus doom do and here's kind of likely to be what the assumptions are about the kind of specifics of the game system so Jason calling me out keeping me on the specifics good on him for doing that. Um, But yeah, thank you for the call in Jason if anybody um, in if anybody wants to hear more about intrusions and doom You should call in and let me know and I can definitely um, Talk more about those. Um, I think there's probably more to be said, but right now I'm uh, I'm in the thinking stage not the talking stage. So um, Yeah let me know if you are interested in more on the subject. All right. So, yeah. Um, I guess I'm just going to ramble for a little bit. Like I said in the intro, I'm feeling pretty good. I um, am on a new medication. My therapist uh, prescribed me a new medication um, to try. to The old one was working pretty well, except for some... Uh, kind of side effect issues, so I'm gonna switch away from that one and try this new one And the new one is also supposed to help with some kind of other residual effects of depression or, or things related to depression, so um, Yeah, I don't know it's only been a day or two, so who knows if the medicine is working yet? I um, because it generally takes a little while for it to to build up in your system and, and eventually kind of start to do its job instead of just causing weird side effects. The, the first one I ever took, one of the weird side effects, was that it made me look like I had just snorted cocaine because my pupils expanded basically as far as they would go. Um, For like three or four days when I first started taking it so that was a little weird but um, Worked out. All right. I didn't have any other weird side effects and it just made me look kind of funny So anyway this one I don't think it's doing that because I checked my pupils this morning and they were normal dilation. So um, I Don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it works out Um, but I'm hopeful I'm feeling good about this medicine and feeling like it's likely to you know do its job i feel like you know it's uh i was talking with che webster and some other guys uh, i think jason and um evil jeff were were involved in the conversation too but we were talking about the idea of um Spiraling knowledge the sort of idea that you kind of go around and it's sort of like going around in circles Except you're making progress towards the center even if it's not very much progress Um, and I feel like that is sort of like what has gone on with my um, mental health is that um, generally most of the progress is not is kind of tangential or mostly tangential to kind of the actual center of of serious health um but gradually we've made some some serious progress me and my therapist and my support group and all that sort of stuff have made some good progress in terms of figuring out how to uh you know make things work make things make things better um so yeah i think that's really good um, and I'm excited about the, the, the new stuff, and um, I'm feeling feeling pretty good. So what else did I want to talk about? Oh, I, I've read a couple of books so far this year. I'm working on book four, but most of the books were pretty short. I read um, Gunthar, Warrior of the Lost World which was a sort of um, sword and sorcery um, with kind of post-apocalyptic science or post-apocalyptic technology stuff going on, sort of a a fantasy world that was actually a post-apocalyptic world, if that makes sense, from a kind of high-concept technology thing. I read an exalted novel, The Silence of Our Ancestors, which was okay. I don't know. It was kind of interesting to get into that world, and I I wanted to. It seems like reading reading whatever it was, 100 120 pages of novella versus reading you know 600 pages of a rule book, that seemed like a, a good idea. Um, and it was all right. It wasn't wasn't too bad, um, but it wasn't anything special in my opinion. Um, and there were some kind of cliches. Some kind of I don't know. It, it was not um, not as good as I would have hoped, in my opinion. And then I read some more Roberto Bolaño. I read The Spirit of Science Fiction, which is not really about science fiction. It's about all the regular stuff that his books are about. It's about wannabe Nazis trying to fuck beautiful women. And it's about war games. And it's about... Uh, poets on both sides of the political spectrum trying to be meaningful and it's about, uh, violence and what people do to other people and all of that sort of, you know, some weird sexual stuff too. And all the usual Bolaño stuff kind of mixed together. That's, I think that's the way a number of authors are is that, um, you, you sort of get all of the usual stuff, um, blended together in a slightly different mixture and sort of shifted around a little bit relative to um, the other ones. I mean, I think Cormac McCarthy is very much like that, that all the books are kind of the same material. It just chopped up in a different way. (laughs) Um, But I think a lot of authors are like that. And that's not necessarily even a bad thing. I think it reflects that kind of spiraling that I was talking about that uh, many of these authors are—I um, hesitate to use the word obsessed—but um, they they kind of ruminate on these particular ideas or images or these things that seem to reappear, um, and they are sort of attempting to get closer and closer to the the center, right? And do that by kind of thinking about these things and writing about these things and and processing the the material over and over again to try to get it to its kind of correct place. So anyway, Bologna was pretty fun. I've read a couple of other Roberto Bolaños. Um I think my favorite is Distant star, which is great um, great fun. All the same stuff again, but, you know, that one is, I think, better than the spirit of science fiction in a number of ways. Anyway, um, and then right now I am reading Whatever Happened to Gloomy Gus of the Chicago Bears, which is a book by Robert Coover. Robert Coover, one of his kind of things that he was interested in is his um, images to chew on. Uh, has to do with Richard Nixon and it's um, sort of a, what if Richard Nixon was a football star for uh, in college and then went on to play pro and then um, was no longer a pro football player and all of that. Anyway, it's, uh, I read it before and it's really fun. It um, is pretty good for like the first three quarters and it's like, oh, you can see, you know, it's clever and it's well-written, but it's not kind of like, there's not that real spark. And then the last little bit of it is I think where the, the spark comes in and Robert Coover shows off just kind of how great he can be. The, the kind of finale of the book is really good. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm like a hundred pages in out of 160, 180, maybe, um, So, a number of short books. The Exalted Novella was pretty short. Spirit of Science Fiction was only like 200 pages. And Gunther was only like 300 pages. Um, So, a number of shorter books to start off the year. But, um, assuming that I finish... Robert Coover's whatever happened to gloomy Gus today, that'll be four books finished in eight days, which is pretty good. Even if they're averaging more like 200 pages each, um, that's still like a hundred pages a day. So that's pretty good. Um, that was my goal years for a couple of years. My goal was a hundred pages a day on average for the year. Um, and that was pretty tough. It, it takes a lot to read a hundred pages every day. Um, cause that, I mean, you're talking about like, depending on what you're reading anywhere from like an hour to two hours of reading, um, with really kind of simple stuff, I can often read fast enough that it only takes me like a little over an hour to read a hundred pages. But with a lot of the stuff that I like to read, the pretty, pretty dense stuff, um, generally I'm looking at about two hours worth of reading to read a hundred pages. Um, especially if the, the font is kind of smaller and all that sort of stuff. If it's a, a bigger book where the font is smaller and the pages are larger and all that, then yeah, uh, a little over a minute, a page seems to be about, um, standard. Anyway, um, what I am getting at is that I did that for a couple of years. I am not going to try to do that this year. My reading goal for this year is at least 350 or maybe 300. I haven't decided between 300 and 350. It doesn't matter a whole lot. Pages a week, um, basically, to say that you know, if I miss a day, I'm totally allowed to make it up. And 300 pages is enough that even if I don't read very much for the whole week for the weekdays i can totally do that on the weekend just sit down and burn through something on the weekend on saturday and sunday um that's totally doable so and then the other thing is to at least open the book and read a page every day because i feel like that's kind of the big thing for me is if i can if i can open up my book and read a little bit i'll read more but if i if i don't actually start reading i won't read anything right that um like a lot of people who struggle with uh depression one of the big things for me is actually starting the the thing starting the process right in in the same way that like if i go outside and start my walk i'll finish my walk but if I uh, allow myself to just sort of sit around and be lazy and be like, I don't really want to do it, then I I won't end up doing it. Whereas, you know, even if I'm not really feeling up to it by the start of it, by the end of it, I realize that I was up to it. Um, and that's the way I feel about reading stuff is that as long as I can open the book and read a little bit every day, I will uh, probably end up reading, you know, at least 20 or 30 pages for a sitting because um, that seems to be pretty normal for me um, which is not if i'm going for 300 pages a week 300 divided by seven 300 divided by seven is about 43 pages so if I read 30 pages just from opening up the book on most of the weekdays, it's only a little more on the weekends that I would need to read to kind of finish it up. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be my goal for the year for reading 300 pages a week. Open up the book and read at least a little bit every day. Um, Even when I'm tired, even when I'm not really feeling up to reading very much at least at least open it up and read a page Um, Because that's important. That's how you you keep going Um, And then obviously I can make up missed uh, Missed days on uh, free days basically so What else to tell you guys about um? I have a couple of books coming in. Um, I got a book today, uh, The Life and Times of Sir Thomas Mallory, um, which is pretty fun, arrived from Half Price Books. It's in better condition than I thought it would be, um, which is nice. It's in it's in real good condition. Um, So that was in my mailbox when I went to check the mail today. And that's pretty nice. Um, I just yesterday ordered the POD print on demand copies of Warbirds and the science fiction supplement and the space age supplement. Um, So Warbirds is coming, which is pretty cool. Um, That'll be, you know, for like six weeks, but, you know, hopefully it'll get here eventually. Um, Hopefully it won't be lost in the mail. And, yeah, that's pretty cool. I liked Warbirds a lot when I read through it, um, so that's why I decided to get print-on-demand copies of it. Um, It seems really cool. I like, you know, aviation and all that sort of stuff. And I think there's something – I was thinking about uh, the idea of a, um, a sort of Star Wars game based on warbirds uh, because of the sort of positioning and then attack and the idea that like lightsaber fights in star Wars, it seemed to me are mostly about like, you know, um, positioning and wearing the opponent down and getting kind of ready for the perfect strike and then striking instead of just kind of a standard, like roll to hit roll to damage type feel that that would feel more like a a lightsaber duel. And that's sort of how the um, aerial combat works in warbirds that it's roll to position to, you know, get on their six and then roll to attack. Um, So, Anyway, that was sort of an idea, and, and Warbirds is designed for kind of pulpy action, so it would probably work pretty well for something Star Wars-y. Um, and that's part of why I got the Space Supplement, because I didn't read the Space Supplement in nearly as much detail as I should have for the first time. I'm thinking about doing a, a kind of re-overview of some games. Um some games that I feel like I didn't do a good enough job overviewing the first time, I might go through and delete those episodes and redo overviews to try to get more more in-depth, more information about the game, um, and also to make it better for the YouTube channel um, because I feel like for some of the early ones, they're okay, but they're not um, not as good as I would like them to be, basically. Um, so I don't know. We'll see about that. The, a couple of them I've been think about, I think about icons in particular, because there's so much supplemental content for icons that I could easily do a two part review one on the game itself and one on all these extra books. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Icons is, is a really great game and I think it would be fun to overview it again, um, I can't remember. I think I've reviewed it before. I reviewed it for the superhero month that I did. I think, um, but yeah. And I'm still working on the Middle Earth overviews. I'm gonna sit down and reread Decipher's Lord of the Rings this weekend, um, so that I can do an overview on that. Um, and yeah i've got a couple other things that i'm i'm thinking about and working on and all that sort of stuff so i got stuff to work on which is nice projects to 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 work on in addition to my reading stuff and my health stuff um, my going on walks and i haven't been lifting weights as much but i should i really should but i just haven't been inspired to so we'll see if i start start that up again Ah, uh, yeah, I think that's that's probably about everything. Um, is there anything else to tell you guys about? I don't know. Um, I'm almost done punching counters for the three. Well, the four war games I got for Christmas, one of them I got direct as a present and one I used Christmas money and three I used Christmas money to buy from Amazon. Um, I got Battles for perdane which is the game that my um, buddy, Ellie, I did the interview with him, um, if you remember. And um, that was a lot of fun. And I got, got his game now. So I've got the physical pieces for Battles for Prudane. And then I bought... The Men of Iron Tri-Pack and Men of Iron 4 Arquebus and Conflict of Heroes Storms of Steel, which is uh, Men of Iron is a medieval game and Arquebus is kind of like a medieval renaissance game. And Storms of Steel is a uh, Battle of Kursk Eastern Front World War II game. They're all um, hex encounter games. Counters on hex-based maps and all that sort of stuff. So, pretty cool stuff. I'm pretty excited. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's neat. I'm thinking about getting some more. Um, Tiny Battle Publishing has Invaders from Dimension X, which is a solo series, and there's a three pack. So that would be cool. Then they've also got the Rifles games, and I think that would be fun too. The Rifles, Rifles in the arden and rifles in the pacific and rifles in the peninsula and the first two are world war ii games and the third peninsula is peninsular war napoleonic so that might be really fun yeah um i don't know i've got lots of like i said i've got lots of stuff that i'm working on doing keeping myself busy in addition to my regular work schedule that um is pretty flexible, but you know, I do have to get the hours in. So I've been doing that also. Um Yeah, I think, I think things are, things are pretty good right now. In all honesty, had a bit of a rough time coming back from vacation a couple weeks ago. Um, I wasn't feeling quite as, quite as hot um, after, after having not quite a full week of time off, and hanging out with my, uh, my family, a whole bunch during that time. Um, it was not a whole lot of fun to go back to work. And I, I think I felt, uh, rough doing that, but you know, it's okay. I got back to work and, uh, now I'm back and getting in the routine and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. All right. I think that is everything to tell you guys about. Um, I guess it's time for the outro. Alright, so um, if you want to get in contact with me, you can get in contact with me on Twitter. I'm at cows from Powis on Twitter. I'm also obviously here on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Paloma's Wasteland, and you can leave a voice message like Jason did, um, and I will play it during the episode, and you'll get to hear it, and I'll respond to it, and all that sort of stuff. I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, the YouTube channel's name is Live from Hell's Wasteland. A number of the things that I put up here on Anchor are duplicated on YouTube. So if you want to see, um, visuals, if you, you know, if you're interested in, like if I do an overview and you're interested in the art for the game or something like that, often you can go over to my YouTube channel and, um, see the the visuals for that so um and you can leave a comment over there and all that sort of stuff too and i'll respond to it so you know lots of ways to get in contact with me i'm also on a number of discords and if you are listening to this podcast odds are good that you are on at least one of those and yeah so um I guess that's everything. I guess I will just end by saying I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Pelham's Wasteland, and I will see you next time. Take care, everybody.